Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to continue our conversation that we had last week around why people struggle when it comes to, to money, right? In our last conversation, we spoke about how our goals can be abstract, more abstract than concrete, which makes it very difficult for uh, for you to take that next step in terms of any kind of financial plan or any kind of financial goal. Um, today, we're going to give you a little bit more of the details because last time we spoke about expenses and tracking of that, and we did it at such a high level, we thought today we'd go into a three-step process into how we actually do track cash flow and, and the steps to attain your goals. So that's our agenda for today. Uh, but before we dive in here, Mr. Collins, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking two beers, Deception Pass. It's a summer ale. Um, my daughter and I went out and did a little bit of hiking, and uh, this last weekend it made me uh, made me long for summer. Um, and uh, so I grabbed I grabbed this beer. It uh, clocks in at five point two. It's uh, it's a bit lighter, as you can tell. I mean, it's a summer ale. Um, it only has eighteen IBUs. So uh, uh, this is just it's a good beer. Yeah, no, it's a solid one. Uh, I'm excited to join you in our next episode as my my last day of 75 hard will be tomorrow. Uh, so today's the 29th. Uh, so tomorrow will be my my last day for that. So I'm excited to take in a beverage with you next, next time here, Mr. Collins. I look forward to that as well. So uh, let, let's dive into today's episode, right? So you know, expenses, right? It's already, I'm sure our listeners are like, all right, Ryan and Alex, they're going to talk about budgeting. And, you know, budgeting can be a four letter word, um, or it could For be, sure. or it can be looked at as what you get to spend your money on, depending on how you view it. Well, and like one of the things that really changed my, my mind and my view on this a few years ago was the idea and concept that, like, okay, if we do budgeting properly, like what we do is we first and foremost protect our income. Secondly, we save uh, a certain amount of our income uh, intentionally and systematically first. And then we take a look at like, okay, what else do we have in the way of expenses? And it, it's really designed to free you up and get you thinking about like, hey, cool. What can I do with my money? As a, and like thinking about all the possibilities as opposed to like looking at it negatively of like, okay, where do I have to put money? Um, yeah, I think it's a negative thing because let's just face it. Um, most of at least the people that we work with, money comes in the door. It's not an, an issue of income coming in the door per se. It's more of they have no plan of what to do with it. Like the money comes in the door and they're just frivolously spending it without thinking twice about it. And so the thought of having to go in and look at where your money is going sounds daunting. Well, and it's like the, there's a, an old adage that used to run around our office of like kind of opening up the kimono, right? Like seeing what was underneath it and like not wanting to lift up the carpet and see all of the nasty stuff that's underneath it. Like, nope, let's just leave that down and in place so we don't have to deal with it. And it's, it's actually way better um, if we go ahead and, and open that up and start taking a look and seeing like, okay, what are we doing? And then from there, we can make a, a decision of like, hey, do we want to be doing that? 
Um, and so it helps us do things like identify things like, hey, we've got a subscription to something that we haven't used in two years. Do we want to keep doing that? Yep. If the answer is no, like, okay, cool. We just freed up an extra, you know, 25 bucks a month or whatever, whatever that was like, okay, cool. Now, where can we, what can we do with that? Like, and, and if you start doing this on a bigger scale, you start really realizing like, okay, Hey, we actually have a decent amount of flexibility here. Let's be a little bit more intentional with how we're spending our dollars. And as a result, that frees us up to be able to go ahead and accomplish a lot of the things that we really want to do, but we're always like, oh, we, we can't do that because we don't have any money. Yep. So, so and the easy, the, well, the easy slash cool thing that exists nowadays is there's this thing called technology that helps <laughs> us with these expenses and, and the tracking of expenses. Now, there used to be like people loved mint.com. Now that's going away. Um, so we're getting, we are getting questions around like, hey, what, what technology, um, are you all suggesting for your clients? And you know, our clients, we we have a proprietary software that we use. It's called Living Balance Sheet. And I'll share my screen here in a minute, where there's a website that you can log into and, and track these type of items. There's also a mobile uh, app on your phone um, that also will help track those items. And so there, there's simplistic ways to do that. Um, and that does it for you. Now, initially, you have to go in and train the app, just like any other app out there, because it's going to make certain assumptions and you have to change those assumptions sometimes because it may think your mortgage is something other than a mortgage. So you need to go in and, and double check that. So, and um, there, there are a dozen other programs that are out there. Obviously we can't recommend anything that we don't either a use ourselves or B have some amount of control over. So like, we're not going to go take a rundown at all of the various different you know, versions of budget apps and things of that nature. Um, if you find something that you like, then it works for you. Great. This is what we use. Yeah. So this is, uh, you're seeing the name Diane Bricklow there on the screen. That's actually my wife. So this is a, a dummy uh, account, but this is the app that we you didn't just misspell your name. No, no. So uh, it's funny. We just bought, we bought a car for my daughter this past weekend and like everyone that came up to us, they go, how did you two meet each other when your name, your first name is mis, or is your first name is off by one letter? They're like dumbfounded that we were together and our names were so similar. Anyways, not the point of today's episode. <laughs> um, so living balance sheet. So this is this is the app on your phone, and I'm down here in cash flow because that's for today's conversation. And you can go down here and track, and it will show expenses um, as you've add as the system is tracking it. So it will actually go down and track. Netflix, all of those different expenses, once you go, log in and you attach your accounts to it and it does it for you very simplistically so that you can actually see, holy smokes, I'm spending $5,000 a month and I didn't realize that of that 5000 500 of it is on these subscriptions, like whatever those subscriptions might be. And this isn't necessarily, I think, a tool of stop spending money on Starbucks, like you know, twenty dollars, right? Like that's not the the bigger picture here. The bigger picture is: Do you even know what money is coming into your world, and do you have any idea of what that monthly spending is? That's the big aha that I think many people have that we work with. Is they're like, "Holy smokes, I had no idea that I was pulling in thirty thousand dollars a month, yet twenty five of it was going out." Like they just didn't process that twenty five thousand dollars a month. 
Now this is taxes and all that kind of stuff was not staying on their balance sheet. Yep. That's the big aha with this. So um, this is again, one of the apps we use. Again, this isn't a sales pitch of what app to use. We're just showing you how, how we utilize it. And there's other stuff out there to track your cash flow and expenses. So that's step one, right? Understanding what those expenses are and where your money's going. Yeah. The the point of this conversation is, well, yes, you can go ahead and like get out a pencil and sharpen it and, you know, do a budget the old fashioned way. Um, and we still have clients that do that. Um, the, 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 it's better to leverage and use technology. Um, you know, even if that's just using a spreadsheet or tracking it month to month. Last week we talked about uh, even the simple idea and concept of like, just look at what your credit card bill is every month yeah, and make sure that you understand like roughly why it's changing and like what it is on a regular basis. Cause that will help figure out like what the expenses are and like, okay, how much do we have left over on a monthly basis? And like, what is the, what is the float or the, the variable expenses that like pop up and change month to month? Um, sorry about that. Um, you know, in terms of the, the changing of like expenses on a monthly basis. Yeah. So, so those are your expenses. The, the step two, so after you have step one completed, now it's like, okay, now that we understand how much money is leaving or maybe coming in the door, maybe it's both sides. Okay. The extra money that you could save. Now the question is, is where should you be putting it? And this is another conversation that we have with clients is like, okay, where are you currently saving money? And, you know, first thing that everyone always says, well, I'm putting X amount of dollars in my 401k or I'm maxing out my 401k, whatever they say, like it always goes to the retirement plan. And then we bring up, okay, where else are you saving money? And that's when we kind of get the deer in headlights. Not that they're not saving money anywhere else. They just don't know it. Or they're putting money into a saving account. But <laughs> it's then, actually to spend it. Yeah. Right. But then they're they're like, oh, well, I put 500 bucks a month in my in my savings account, but I use that for, uh, for uh, my vacation like once a year. Okay. So how much is in that account? Oh, like a thousand bucks. Great. Yeah. So like you started putting what 500 bucks a month into it last month? Yep. Yep. Okay, got it. And so great. When you, when's your next vacation? July. Okay, great. How much is that vacation going to be? 6 grand. Like okay, got it. We're not going to have 6 grand in that account by July. Like we're not that that's a cash flow account. You're not actually saving anything there. Yeah, and we spoke about a wealth building account. If you go back to our cash flow concepts episode, which was a couple episodes again, go listen to that. That's a way for you all to capture the money that you're meaning to capture. So there's a cash flow management system there that we we presented that we have found our clients have done really well with, and they don't even like it's not it's not even that big of a budgeting exercise. They don't even miss the money that they quote unquote were spending. They were just more intentional with what they wanted to spend their money on. So as we're saving money, we've got these money going into retirement plans. As we have extra money, um, now the question is, is, okay, where should we be putting it? And this goes into, you know, the first thing is, is, you know, what do you value, right? Like maybe you value having a bunch of flexibility. Maybe you value you want because you're considering buying real estate. Like it depends on what's all in your mind. So the question you should be asking yourself is how much of this money should be accessible to you 
to purchase other assets and not maybe locked in that retirement account wrapper where you have to deal with taxes or penalties, depending on on how you set yourself up there. So first things first is values and understanding that. And then other considerations, Alex, is like taxes, right? The risk associated with the account, how much risk you want to take on, uh, and then just access to the money at the same time. Yeah. I mean, risk, return, how much liquidity or access you want, like what you want your, your taxation structure to be. Um, and all of that really is revolving around values and your ultimate purpose for the money. Like when, like I had a client recently say, Hey, Alex, I've got X number of dollars. And I was like, okay, great. What do you want to do with it? She goes, well, that's for you to decide. And I'm like, no, no, no. We need to talk about the purpose of what this money is for. Then we can talk about like, okay, what type of a structure we want. So then we can start talking about characteristics. Like, do we need access to it? What type of taxation, what type of risk, like those types of things. And then like that was like a, like a light bulb moment for her of like, oh, oh yeah, that, that conversation. Okay. Yeah. Great. Let's, let's have that conversation. Yeah. And we've had another episode to check out is the bucket talk conversation. So if you're on our website, beardmoney.net, just hit the search button and type bucket talk. That'll bring up the episode that we talk into how to have different buckets of money and the characteristics of those buckets in terms of what we just talked about, taxes, liquidity, rate of return, all that kind of fun stuff. So definitely check that piece out. You'll notice in our episodes, like we're kind of building on a lot of different things that we've already spoken about. And I think Alex and I forget sometimes that we gloss over some of these smaller pieces, not forgetting actually that we had a whole episode and that one little piece such as wealth building account or such as, you know, the bucket, like how many different buckets of money uh, to have. So, so anyways, bring this back. So step two, right. Deciding on, okay. Intentionally deciding where you should be putting your money. Which takes us to step number three, Mr. Collins. And step number three then winds up being like, okay, where now that we've freed up this cash, where do we put it? And so this winds up coming going back to that conversation around making sure that we are doing the the basic components of financial planning. Um, and first, we want to make sure that we're protecting our income. Then we want to go ahead and make sure that we've got a system in place to systematically capture these extra dollars and make intentional decisions on where they're going. Step three is making sure that we've got enough liquidity. And then step four is making sure that we're living debt-free. And that that means something a little bit different to everybody. Most of the time, we don't want, like for any of our clients who still have their mortgage from a couple of years ago, where, where it was like two, two and a half, three, three and a half percent, it doesn't make sense to pay off that debt. Um, Most of the time, at least. It's not right. a one size fits all, but a lower interest rate, you got to look at, okay, if my money sat somewhere else, what would I get somewhere else? Exactly. And like, there's always an emotional component to that conversation. So like for some people, just having the house paid off makes a ton of sense because that's what that's what gives them the comfort and the ability to do all of the other stuff. Um, for like a bunch of us, we still have fairly decent sized mortgages and that's okay. Um, it's really a cash flow decision more than anything else. Yeah. When we say pay down debt, it's more of like, make sure the high interest rate debts are taken care of credit card debt, anything that's like seven or above, um, is something maybe to, to attack as step number four. And attack is really just having a plan for paying it down. We, we don't want to invalidate any of the three previous steps. Yeah. So, you know, just a real quick like statement, like this entire, like last episode and this episode, 
is really around cash flow. And I mean, Alex and I are firm believers, and this is a piece that you don't hear from, I think, advisors all that often, because I think a lot of people think of advisors as like investment managers, right? Managing investments, not fully grasping the fact that if you managed your cash flow efficiently for long periods of time and you knew where your money was going and, and being placed, most of the time from a financial planning and just setting yourself to be financially stable, you're going to be in a good spot. It's the decisions in cash flow that make or break our financial stability nine times out of 10 because we are emotional creatures. Well, and understand that this isn't, this isn't Ryan and Alex dictating to you what to do with the money. This is like helping you, like we're here as advisors, like the decisions are yours. Like our job is to make sure that you understand what the consequences are of making those decisions are and hey, what are the ways we can go ahead and, and slowly make changes to, to make better decisions on this stuff? Exactly. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Well, bef- and better decisions is not like yours or mine. That's like ultimately the clients, like what do they want to have happen, which is why values and like intentionality with our money becomes so important. Um, so our question today is how is it that you're tracking your cash flow? So head over to beerandmoney.net uh, and there's a top at the top of the page is a contact us where you can either answer that question um, or we'll put in the, the show notes here, the living balance sheet. There'll be a, a, a website that you can go to to check that out if that's a tool that you're looking at uh, possibly using. Um, look, we, we started this podcast to be a resource for our listeners to to help you build a financial stable and successful life so that you can live the life that you want. This isn't about you know, being ultra wealthy and rich, like Scrooge McDuck type of aspect. This is more about what is it you want to have? And a lot of our clients, they're, they're, they have families and, and their big thing is they want to spend time with their family. They want to be present with their family. They don't want to stress about any kind of money type issues. And so this is uh, a podcast to help hopefully uh, alleviate that stress. So if you got any, any value out of this, share it with your friends, share it with your coworkers. Because if you got value out of it, chances are they will as well. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. 
certain content is taken directly from the living, living balance sheet and is the intellectual property of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America and cannot be used or replicated without express written consent. Copyright 2005-2024, Guardian. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burke Lowe, CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint, number 2024-169395, expiration February 2026.